What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey everybody, tonight we're debating whether or not Santa is based in Satanism and we are starting right now with Alex Stein's opening statement. Thanks so much for being with us, Alex. The floor is all yours. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, my name is Primetime99 Alex Stein. I am the king of all conspiracy and I come here tonight not to burst your bubble, not to take away your dream as a child because I know when you were a young kid, probably the only time of your life that was ever happy was around Christmas time, was in the holidays. And as a child, your parents gave you presents. But that is not the true essence of what Christmas is. The Christmas that they give us today that they say is based in Christ, they say is December 25th, is Jesus's birthday, which we know is false because even the description in the Bible, it says that, you know, when he was born in a manger that the shepherds were out at night and they wouldn't have been out at night if it was, you know, freezing cold in the middle of December. So we know that it wasn't Jesus' birthday. Any just layman Christian, and I'm not even one, will, will agree with you. They'll say, oh, yeah, December 25th is not Jesus' birthday. But then it gets much deeper than that. So why, does, why do we celebrate December 25th as Christmas? Well, it's based in paganism. Paganism I would describe as before Christianity, and uh, they would be described as being polytheists, having more than one god. Like all the planets are named after gods. So, you know, they would have Greek gods like Adonis, Sol Evictus, you know, all these different g Greek gods. They were polytheists. They had multiple gods. And during Saturnalia, from December 25th to January 2nd, this was their wildest festival. It was like Mardi Gras. They would have sex. They would, it would be lawlessness. As a matter of fact, the rich people would pretend to be poor and the poor people, they would make like fake kings. And it was just, it was like the total upside down world. It's basically like purge. You know, they wouldn't be murdering each other in essence, but they loved it. The orgies, I would have loved Saturnalia. The orgies, you would have been doing 69ing, all these random people. I would have been all up about Saturnalia if I I was back then in that day. But what happens is, is Constantine wanted to popularize Christianity. 
And so at that same exact time when Constantine wanted to popularize Christianity in the 1600s, I mean, not the, excuse me, way before the 1600s, we'll get into the 1600s, but when he wanted to uh, uh, popularize uh, Christianity, he mixed together Christianity with Saturnalia so that the Christians would have a holiday. holiday. And I'm going to show you, I'm going to do a share screen here in two seconds because I'm going to show you where... Um, or Pat Robertson uh, describes that. But basically, I want to make a couple other points before I go into that. One of the main things that is based in paganism that even says in Jeremiah uh, 10, it says not to cut down a tree and to anoint it with gold and silver. Well, the reason why that's important, because in pagan cultures, one of the most important symbols was the fir tree, because the fir tree was the only tree that could stay green during the harsh winters. So in the north, they would see the only tree that would be able to last would be the fir tree. So how they created mistletoe is they used to like to cut the mistletoe and they used to like to fornicate under it because they thought they could use the essence of the mistletoe that would be able to create life. Uh, they would actually be able to have sex. And then that got repurposed into mistletoe, people kissing, you know, in Northern Europe, you know. Uh, so what I'm saying is this is based in actual sexual stuff. So it's, it's really dark, deep-rooted stuff. And then, then we get to Germany, you know, uh, Germany is where they, they, the formation of, of Santa Claus became Sinterklaas. This is before he was Santa Claus. He was Sinterklaas. And this figure, Sinterklaas, he had uh, a little helper called Krampus. Now, Krampus was a half goat, half devilish figure. And Krampus, would, Krampus was the actual one that would go inside the chimneys and he would whip the bad kids with horse hair. And, uh, and actually for that, I want to do, let me do a, a screen share. Let me do a screen share, James. I want to show one video. And then, <clears throat> let me pull it up right here. Do this. And then I want to show some clips. Okay. Screen share, share. <clears throat> All right, we're going to watch this video of Pat Robertson. He's This is him giving his base response of, is, Christia, is, uh, is Christmas satanic? This is David, who says, we have friends who do not celebrate Christmas because they say December 25th is really a pagan holiday. While I agree that Jesus may not have been born on December 25th, he certainly was born as described in the Bible. How do I respond to them? Well, in a sense, tell them they're right. Uh, you see, the, the, the winter solstice a couple of days later was the shortest day of the year, and the pagans had something called Saturnalia. And it was a time of lawlessness because all the laws were suspended. And people, the, a bunch of singers were actually wandered the streets naked singing. And, and then they had orgies, sexual orgies. It was a mass thing. Well, when the Catholic Church came along in Italy, the, the Romans and others didn't want to give up their holidays. So they said, okay, we'll Christianize it. And uh, so they said, okay, we'll say the birth of Jesus was the 25th of December. They, and then there was a, a monk who began to add it up. You see, uh, if you read in Luke, it, it says there's a census taken when Quirinius was governor and so forth and so on. And uh, they, they could take those leaders and figure the exact time dating from the foundation of Rome. And that's when the dates were established. And so they get pretty close to the date. But uh, to say it's the 25th shepherds were out abiding in the field, it gets a little cold at night. I mean, were they out there in the middle of winter? Uh, you know, I don't know. I've been out there on the shepherd's field on Christmas Eve. It's very nice. But it's cold. 
And nevertheless, I mean, what was going on? So all this business about mistletoe, pagan. Christmas trees, pagan. Giving out gifts, pagan. Every bit of it is pagan. Every single bit of it is pagan. We've Christianized it all. And uh, so that's good. And so we have time. We celebrate for Jesus. And everybody gets all misty-eyed. But the truth is, we, they're all pagan. But the so birth the of Jesus. But the intent of the heart is what it's about. Exactly. So we have Christianized all these things. We give gifts in the name of Jesus. Okay. And then I want to show you real quick who this figure is, Krampus, because he's important. So, you know, obviously the movie figures, they, they have, you know, change who the real Krampus is from the stories but uh, Krampus was an evil satanic figure that is where what happens let me let me stop sharing so I can explain this a little better let me do a stop share um <clears throat> so how it works is in the 1600s when the Puritans came over to America they actually outlawed Christmas because it was so satanic and it was snuck over by the, the Germans, by the Northern Europeans, because they liked it. But it, for them, it was their Halloween. They didn't celebrate Halloween. So that's why they did all the weird Krampus. That's why they have all the satanic figures. And as a matter of fact, in those cultures in Northern Europe, Krampus overtook Santa Claus. There's actually an episode of The Office starring Dwight Schrute where he plays Santa Claus. You guys have probably seen that if you've seen The Office, where they you know present this. You know They tell us the truth is in plain sight. They reveal all this to us. So what I'm saying is Sinterklaas, the origin of Santa Claus that we have today, came over in the 1600s and the Puritans actually outlawed it because it was satanic. But because of the Europeans, they, they snuck it in and a culture of uh, Americans that were starting a new country that were actually short on holidays because they gave up all the British holidays eventually adopted a different form of Christmas. That form of Christmas that we see today was created by believe me follow me here by the coca-cola corporation in 1932 that's the that is the santa claus you see so america has its own version of santa claus and his origin is based in satanism and i can tell you oh well why is christmas satanic well one of the biggest and most satanic things about christmas is that you have to lie to your kid and not only do you have to lie to him but when you're a young parent with a young child you have to work all year to buy your kids presents and then that one day a year when you give your kids the presents you can't even take credit for it you have to actually give the credit to an all being all powerful immortal figure with a beard based on odin and, and this character is based off a greek Another Greek mythology character, an Odin. And Odin would be on a sleigh. He had white horse. He had white hair. He was another satanic Greek god uh, figure. But really where this comes into is what happens, why it is satanic is it's based in the whole entire story of Saturnalia. And Saturnalia, at the end of it, they would celebrate what was called, and I said this earlier, Sol Invictus. And why Sol Invictus is so important because Sol Invictus was the god of sun. And why they repurposed it with Constantine and, and this, the reason he had to repurpose it was so that he can make Christianity more popular. And that's why he made it Jesus's birthday. So any Christian that's worth his salt will say that they'll admit that they know that Christmas has nothing to do with Jesus's birthday. And then you can go into the scripture. We can go into Jeremiah 10. I mean, there's there's so many scriptures. Let me just read Jeremiah 10. Uh, I'll, that can be my last thing. 
Jeremiah 10. Let's see about, uh, so for the practices of the peoples are worthless. They cut a tree out of the forest and a craftsman shapes it with his chisel. They adorn it with silver and gold. They fasten it with hammer and nails. So it will not totter like a scarecrow in a cucumber field. Their idols cannot speak. They must be carried because they cannot walk. Do not fear them. They can do no, no harm, nor can they do any good. So what I'm saying is they don't want you to worship a false idol. It's basically the same principle as this. It's like imagine, you know, you are you want to you go to a magician and you say, hey, to the magician, I want you to cast a love spell on a girl. And the magician says, "Okay, I'll cast a love spell. And then you cast a love spell on that girl that you want to marry. And then you marry her. Think about the basis in which your marriage is. You wouldn't want to be a part of that marriage. You wouldn't want to be married to her because she was under a spell. And that's basically what Christmas is doing is you're using spells. And I know you're doing that subconsciously. You don't realize that you're doing it, but you are participating in a paganistic ritual that you don't even realize. And I'm not saying that you are satanic or you worship the devil if you celebrate Christmas because it is based in your heart. But it doesn't matter. You're going against the Bible when you celebrate Christmas. You're going against what Jesus would do. Do you think Jesus would be a materialistic type person? No, he he hardly ever ate. He changed clothes like once or twice. I don't even think he wore shoes a lot of the times. Yet the holidays, people are fighting at the Nike store for Air Jordans. That's the opposite. That's the literal opposite of Jesus Christ. So Christmas is the literal opposite of Christian Christianity of Jesus. And we can modernize it today and we can make it okay because coca-cola uh, can pay an artist in 1932 to make a rendition of them that is jolly saint nick but it doesn't matter because you know you can polish a turd at the end of the day it's still gonna stink like a turd and unfortunately when you have a foundation based in paganism based in a culture that worships multiple gods that would be considered satanic to islam to Jewish people, to Christians, and definitely Scientologists. I don't know if that's true. I'm being kidding with that. That's a joke. I don't know what their position is on it, on Christmas. But I'm just saying. Actually, I don't think they celebrate Christmas, to be honest. So if you're out there, I don't want to burst your bubble, guys. I'm not, oh, Alex, oh, I, I want to celebrate Christmas. I got the red tie. I actually have uh, some Christmas lights out or on, on my front yard. Why not? Because I want to be in the spirit. I want to have fun. But that's really what we are. We're getting in the spirit because... What's happening during the winter solstice is this is the rebirth of the sun. We have the, the sun's shortest days, and now eventually the, the days will start to get longer on January 2nd. So this is a rebirth ritualistic time, and you know that. And that's the same reason why they spend a lot of this time being drunk. Uh, you know, that's why you go to the bars, people are, you know, Christmas cheer, whatever you want to call it. Even eggnog was, you know, an early rum drink created during Christmas time to get people drunk. So the Christmas we celebrate today isn't that much different than the Saturnalia that, that was practiced in, in during the pagan times. Of course, it is a little different, but really and truly, it's very similar. And the red, the colors, everything about Christmas is polished in a way that you and I have been modernized to it, yeah. that we only see the cookie-cutter, sterile version. But Time. if you know the truth about Santa, it's actually based in the sinister nature. Thank you.
You got it. Thank you very much, Alex, for that opening statement. And want to let you know, folks, several things. We've got huge news. In particular, if it's your first time here at Modern Day Debate, we are a neutral platform hosting debates on science, religion, and politics. And we hope you feel welcome no matter what walk of life you are from. Also, huge news as we are releasing debates all the time in particular debates that are going to happen at our first in-person conference modern day debate debate con january 15th and 16th in dallas texas in person i've got to show you guys this may be the main event for the night in particular, Kenny Bomer, as you can see at the bottom right of your screen, and David Wood are going to debate. I'm not even going to say it on air. We hope that it doesn't get taken down, but if you're looking at the bottom right of your screen, you can see the title of that debate. It is going to be juicy, controversial stuff to say the least. You don't want to miss it, and we also want to let you know Hit that subscribe button because many of the debates at that conference are going to be live streamed. And if they're not live streamed, they will be on the channel eventually after the conference. So we're absolutely pumped for it. And we are going to release all ticket sales this coming Tuesday. It is going to be amazing. So with that, thanks so much, everybody. We're going to kick it over to CJ. The floor is all yours. And we're thrilled to have you back, CJ. Thank you very much. And uh, so let me just start by saying shalom and blessings to you all in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Um, I want to thank James and Modern Day Debate um, and the audience here, of course, for hosting me. And slightly, Mr. Stein, slightly uh, quiet this now. Conversation. Pardon my interruption. I'd also like to thank Mr. Stein for having the discussion with me as we approach the holiday season. Pardon your interruption. It, my interruption is it, just a bit is a bit quiet if you're able to turn your mic up just a bit. Now it's actually the mm, opposite of what. Let me see. Sorry about that. No worries at all. I do want to remind you folks, while he's adjusting that, both CJ and Alex are linked in the description. We always put our guests in the description as we really do appreciate them coming on. And so I'll kick it back over to you, CJ. Thanks for your flexibility. Is that any better? It is, absolutely. All righty. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, so this is a um, topic which people of my ilk, namely Christian fundamentalists, are typically seen as arguing for the other side on, uh, and indeed against Christmas and the holidays more generally. And so if nothing else, I'm actually very happy to be here, if only to show that many fundamentalist believers like myself are trying to clear up the conspiratorial craziness that many associate with our rank and file as well as with our core delete. Uh, the claim that Santa Claus is satanic or based in paganism is not true. And the harem of Holly haters who perpetuate this nonsense as um, truth are not only woefully uninformed, but they succeed only in making the Bible look big bonkers by being the biggest buzzkill at the banquet. And I hope you like what I did there. It's like we're cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs sans the cocoa and the sugar and the milk or anything else that could possibly make us feel a little bit of happiness. It's annoying and it's potentially even detrimental to the faith. How? Well, to you be a little coy and illustrate with a fun parable, let me say, me and Alex are competing hat salesmen, and we each approach excuse me, a prospective customer with our hats. I offer the customer a holiday hat like, gee, I don't know, maybe a Santa Claus hat, potentially. Not like that's relevant or anything like that to this conversation. And let's say he offers the customer a metal skull cap, which may or may not be made out of aluminum. Do I even have to finish the thought, which hat do you want to be seen in? By the way, really quick, before I actually say that, uh, finish with this little diatribe, 
I just want to be clear that I'm not even actually a Santa defender per se. Uh, if you feel you shouldn't lie to your kids about a magical old flying man from the North Pole, I totally hear you. And if you feel like Santa is too secularized or commercialized, that's fine by me. No argument. Uh, if you feel Santa distracts from the reason for the season, namely Jesus Christ and his birth, I'm actually totally in agreement. But if you feel like Santa is a satanic plot or a Christianized pagan god or anything else of that sort, I'm sorry, you're just not well informed. And almost nobody is, so don't sweat it. But let's go ahead and get into some of the details. So first things first, let's give a brief history of Santa. This is going to be a very um, oversimplified, excuse me, look at things. But of course, time is limited, so I have to be oversimplified. And others have done much more in-depth studies. It all starts with a bishop uh, in a city called Myra in what today we would refer to as Turkey. St. Nicholas is born March 15th, 270 AD, originally in Patara, then moving to Myra, to a wealthy Greek family of Christians and clergy. He would travel all over modern-day Turkey and the Levantine region, which would be like Iraq, Syria, Jordan, Israel, that whole kind of thing, giving gifts to the poor and making pilgrimage to Israel before eventually returning to Myra to succeed his uncle as Bishop of Myra sometime before the Great Persecution, which begins around 303 AD and ends around 313. Uh, during this great persecution, the emperor Diocletian and others subjugated the church to the worst persecution that they had faced up until that point. Yes, even worse than what Simon Barkhafa and Nero had subjugated the church to. And Nicholas is said to have been imprisoned and tortured for his faith, spending an unknown amount of time in this predicament before being freed on orders of Emperor Constantine, probably by the Edict of Milan, though nobody's exactly sure uh, how long he spent in there. He is said after this to have been an ardent defender of Trinitarianism, potentially even attending the Council of Nicaea, though we don't actually know this to be true, and this is actually likely not true. A famous story from this, uh, though, again, likely not actually true, uh, actually speaks of St. Nick being at Nicaea and um, punching the heretic Arius square in the jaw uh, for actually being there and speaking his heresies. Again, there's not actually some truth to that story, but it's just kind of interesting considering the jolly nature that we associate with St. Nick today. Um, he is said to have been an advocate for the falsely accused, a gift giver to children and the poor and oppressed, and even a miracle worker, though, of course, many are going to doubt that latter uh, portion. He would pass away at the ripe old age of 73 on December 6th, 343 AD, and December 6th to this day is celebrated as his feast day by those who celebrate that sort of thing, like Anglicans and Orthodox and so on. Uh, it's quite a long time before he actually becomes associated with the different traits and qualities we'd say Santa uh, we call Santa, very long before he actually becomes Santa, and it's a really slow process to actually get him there. Uh, his reputation as a gift giver obviously could come all the way back from the um, from himself, actually, right, because it's likely held in truth. But it's not actually attested to until Mark, uh, excuse me, Michael, the Archimandrite, uh, and that is from his Life of St. Nicholas in the middle 800s. Uh, his association with, excuse me, association with children and holiday gift giving comes in around the 11th century uh, and in Germany, but the holiday he's associated with is actually not Christmas, but December the 6th, which again is his feast day. Uh, Martin Luther is the first to propose the idea of the Christkindle, from whence we derive our Chris, uh, Kringle, excuse me, and he would give gifts on Christmas instead of St. Nick's Day as a way of moving away from the veneration of saints, um, though Nicholas would still actually remain very popular amongst Protestants, especially in the Netherlands, where he is referred to as Sinterklaas. You heard that. So fast forward to the 19th century in America, and Christmas has become a rather debaucherous rabble of a holiday, and there are many in the Dutch immigrant communities of New York who wanted to return the holy day to its holy roots. In a propaganda campaign to sort out um, the sort of details here and familiar, uh, excuse me, 
Um, I just sort of wrote this word. I thought it was clever, but I guess it's not because I can't even read it. Uh, Familify. Make it more family-like, right? Christmas. The figure of Santa Claus was born from the Santa Claus that these Dutch already knew, with his bishop getting uh, get up being changed out for a standard Dutch winter suit so that he would appear to be less Catholic. Uh, the Coca-Cola campaign that was referenced would actually come a century after that, and then, of course, this would export the image all over the world. In between these two periods in that century, you would hit, have the additions of things like reindeer and elves and things of that nature. Um, and this was uh, typically done as well as the later edition of uh, people like uh, Yulipuki and other stuff like that in other cultures. This was typically done in an attempt to romanticize old Europe. The whole romantic movement uh, tried to, in a sort of semi-nationalistic but also uh, semi-artistic way, uh, romanticize the old movements, the old cultures, the old pagan traditions. This is why people started to refer to Christmas as Yule and other sorts of things like that, right? Uh, and this doesn't happen until very, very far into the future, right? So that's the actual history of Santa Claus. As you can see, there is no addition from paganism anywhere. And so since we've gotten that out of the way very quickly, I'd like to respond to some of the things that were said since I do have a little bit of time. Um the first thing is just to simply note that the idea that the Coca-Cola campaign created Santa Claus is factually inaccurate. There are pictures of Santa Claus in the full getup that we understand today from Thomas Nash and others dating back to the 1860s, uh, which, of course, is something like 60 years, 70 years, I think, before we actually had the Coca-Cola campaign. So that definitely doesn't work. The other thing, of course, is a lot of the things that were brought up um, is that well, – no disrespect, but they had nothing to do with the topic, right? I mean, I could go on and on about how it is absolutely ridiculous to associate Christmas with Saturnalia or how it doesn't make any sense to say that Jeremiah 10 is somehow against Christmas trees or to say, that, you know, the, to, to go on about the tradition of the Christmas tree and whether or not it's Boniface or not and all these other different things, right? But the thing is, is it has nothing to do with the topic. We're talking about Santa Claus and whether or not he's based in paganism. We're not talking about Christmas and whether or not it's based in paganism. That's a different topic. We're not talking about Christmas trees and whether or not they're based in paganism. That's a different topic, right? And so if Alex Stein wants to waste all of his time talking about a bunch of things which people have debunked well before me, I can tell you that uh, it is currently between 50 and 60 degrees in Israel as we speak in December, and sheep are comfortable in anything as low as 45. So Jesus could have been born in December. And I can tell you that the fact that he has to list three different holidays – Sol Invictus, Saturnalia, and the Solstice is proof positive that he doesn't actually know which holiday he thinks Christmas is based in. I can point out to you guys that it's very clearly established that there was um, a celebration of Jesus's birthday on December 25th, uh, referenced by Hippolytus of Rome in the second century, or potentially the early third century, and how the Docet or Donatists, excuse me, who split off from the Christian Church in 311, celebrated only those Christ, uh, Christian holidays which were already established by that point, and that includes a December 25th Christmas. I could go on about all of these different things, but the thing is, they would be irrelevant and would waste our time because they have nothing to do with the topic. The topic is is Santa Claus in particular, based in Satanism, based in paganism. No evidence has been presented to say it, uh, to even actually hint to anything of the sort. Uh, we got something about Krampus, but Krampus is introduced some 500 years after St. Nicholas becomes popular. And by the way, not even in the Nordic countries, Krampus is introduced in Austria. So that's a little fun fact there. Um, how much time do I have left out of curiosity? Got about six minutes left. Six minutes left. See, that's kind of the – I'm going to go ahead and pontificate for a minute because the fact that I've just completely decimated this argument in four minutes is sort of the point. Okay, Ladies and gentlemen, there is absolutely nothing – 
behind the pagan rituals and Christmas kind of crowd. Nothing at all. They want to say, well, he was based on Odin. You heard that uh, very briefly referenced. He was based on Odin. Uh, there is this idea of Odin as the Yulnir or the Yule bringer. The problem with that is that Odin as the Yule bringer doesn't do anything that Santa Claus does. He doesn't give gifts to children. He doesn't give gifts specifically associated with Yule. He doesn't ride on a sleigh pulled by reindeer, nor does he live at the North Pole, nor does he have little elf henchmen. He doesn't do any of the things that Santa Claus does. What he does do is lead the ghostly damned on a hunt. Sounds a lot like Christmas, doesn't it? Sounds exactly like Santa Claus. That, to me, is clear and obvious evidence that Santa is based off of Odin. And I don't even know why any of you guys are disagreeing. Of course, I'm being sarcastic because it's ridiculous. The Wild Hunt has nothing to do with the idea of giving gifts to children every December 25th. There's also, of course, the problem that none of the holidays mentioned, including Yule, which would be the holiday that Odin would be um, uh, associated with, are actually on December 25th. Not a single one of them. Not a single one of them. Uh, and this has been a, a fact very... Um, very clearly debunked by many before me. You could look at Dr. Taylor Marshall. You could look at inspiring philosophy. Um, again, we could go into this ad infinitum, but it does kind of distract from the point. And to be honest with you, I could ramble all day and all night, but the fact of the matter is we have a history that we know. We have a uh, mythology that we know. This isn't satanic. It isn't pagan. It's something that started in the 18th to 19th century based off of a very well-known bishop from the fourth century, nothing to do with paganism. And I'll just go ahead and yield my time. We can get into it. You got it. Thank you very much, CJ, for that opening statement. Want to give you some updates, folks. In particular, in addition to this upcoming conference, we're still doing our regular debates, such as tonight, which is epic. And we've got another one this coming Tuesday. Randolph Richardson, president of Canadian Atheists, will be taking on Muslim debater Nadir Ahmed. It is going to be a juicy one, folks. In particular, what is best for the world in the future, Islam or atheism? You don't want to miss that, so hit that subscribe button. And with that, thanks so much, Alex and CJ. The floor is all yours. Well, I just the first point I want to make is you got mad that I brought up Jeremiah and the fir tree, and I think the fir tree is a direct uh, symbol of Christmas, and you're trying to separate Santa Claus from Christmas, this debate is is about Christmas too. So I'm just saying, I don't know if you don't want to talk about Christmas at all. We can't talk. We can only talk about Santa. Is that how you want to do the rest of the debate? Well, that is literally the, the topic. That's like that's just standard debate practice. You talk about the topic. You don't go off on a whole bunch of red herrings. So, so you're yes. telling me Santa and Christmas trees would not be considered a similar enough topic to consider? No, them the same? no, they would not. If you want to debate on Christmas trees, we can do that some other time. Your interpretation of Jeremiah 10 is hilarious, but no, we, that's just not accurate. The reason why you have to have that position because you know it goes against everything you say because it says not to do that in the Bible, yet you do that. That's one that, of the biggest factors. That's not factors. true, but again, yes, it address is. the issue of Santa Claus. Well, what, what I'm saying is Santa sits next to the tree. So with Santa sitting next to this satanic item, the tree that it says specifically not to worship, not to idolize. So that means that Hang it's on, a Hang on, I just, just got to ask you one question. Do you know any Christians who worship or idolize a tree? Everyone that cuts one down and puts it in their living room and that's, adorns it that's with gold idolizing and in your That's what the definition of idolizing. Okay. Not my definition. Well, that's the, we, that's we, the Bible's definition. Well, that, you second, obviously don't know what the dictionary just says. To be sure so let's get back to the conversation pause, please. All right, get I have to, to mute. Pardon my muting, but there's a lot of pleasure I get out of this. So I have muted you. I do want to say, both of you, just to be fair, 
we just to be sure everybody gets to hear your guys's cases be made because they really do we just want to be sure there's not too much interrupting so i'm going to unmute both of you and we'll give a, give it another go we're going to jump into three minute segments if there's if it doesn't uh settle down a bit well no i mean i'll just go first i'm just saying christmas trees is a big part of christmas it's a big part of santa folklore so we can go into we can not talk about the tree we can go back to center claus and krampus now you 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 totally disregarded that the the idea of elves that we have today came from the idea of krampus so and center claus you agree to that right uh, no, I don't think that's necessarily accurate, but it, it's not even relevant, though, because Krampus is actually an addition to the Sinterklaas story some 500 years after elf. St. Nicholas. It's the elf version. It's the elf, yes. But, and, and, well, the, 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 but again, Sinterklaas it comes about like 500 years. To give you an idea of 500 years, 500 years ago, America didn't exist, right? 500 years ago, Scotland and the United, uh, excuse me, and England were not the same country. 500 years ago, the Protestant Reformation literally happened last year. So that's how long ago 500 years was. And 500 years separates the first mentions of Krampus in Austria, by the way, not in the Nordic countries, in Austria, from the Danish uh, idea of Sinterklaas. So it's not relevant to the origin of Santa Claus. You're telling me that Sinterklaas, yes, the base... Okay, well, see, you're just not based in reality, CJ. I, I mean, hang I, on. You, you, tell me what I just got wrong, because I just gave you... Because that... Because we had... Actually, let me you exactly what you got wrong, because I can, tell you, it, okay? I, can tell, I can tell you the formation of how, how it happened. He went from... Uh, in the German, the, the, in Germany, in that culture, they had Sinterklaas and Krampus, and the Puritans in the 1600s in America outlawed Christmas because it was satanic. You didn't talk about that. You didn't talk about how the Puritans outlawed Christmas originally because it was satanic so they had to sneak the in topic christmas is not christmas it's santa claus stick to the debate topic. well i'm telling you i'm yes. under the impression that you're a debater mr stein do you not know how to stick to a thesis we're not the topic is santa claus it is not christmas it is not december 25th santa claus and because christmas was outlawed because they couldn't celebrate the christmas that they celebrate in europe because they couldn't do the center claus one because center claus was based in sa satanism they had to change it they had to make it more jolly they had to base it off a of fake character who even the catholic church denounces vatican one and vatican two that saint nicholas never existed they had to do that in order to hide it and you didn't mention as well that the the mixture of constant and paganism and and this is just how smart you are you're the only christian i've ever talked to that will say that jesus was born on december 25th so uh, yeah i'm a master debater because it just shows you don't have any idea you're the only christian that i've ever heard say that so it just shows you're not based in reality bud i could literally name a couple off the top of my head. in fact i already named this inspiring philosophy and taylor marshall so that i've actually already name dropped too but nonetheless that's just besides the point um so let's see. There's a couple of things you say. So you said the uh, Krampus thing. Let's definitely get to that. I want to go ahead and read you a quote, okay? Because you don't want to take my word for it. That's perfectly fine. So this is a quote from John Honigman, who's the professor of anthropology, or at least was at North Carolina University from his book, The Masked Face. He says, quote, Nicholas himself became popular in Germany around the 11th century. Masked devils acting boisterously and making nuances of themselves are known in Germany since at least the 16th century. That's a 500-year separation with Nicholas preceding this Krampus figure by 500 years. Do you understand how that means this is irrelevant to the origin? The Krampus character was introduced at the same time as Sinterklaas. No, it wasn't. I literally just read you a scholar you read who told me, you yeah, otherwise. Listen, that's, what, that's your depiction of it, but I've heard Can you give me a totally source that says otherwise? 
I can give you a bunch of sources on the internet. Anyway. I don't have them pulled up, but I'm telling you the. Of course you don't. You, of course you don't have them pulled because up. Because the full floor of Sinterklaas. See, it's funny. Exist. You admit right. that Sinterklaas. You know, it's just funny. This shows how how you are. You admit that Sinterklaas is satanic, yet it's so close I to. Didn't, yes, yes, it's so close to the modern day Santa Claus. You're saying, oh, our Santa Claus is different than the Sinterklaas. It just I didn't shows say you're Sinterklaas not basing. Satanic. You're actually lying. Oh, which so is actually so Sinterklaas. So Sinterklaas is a good character. Nonetheless, I want to get to the point. Hang on. Hang on. I know you don't. Appreciate right, you spanking, Mr. Stein, but let me go ahead and spank you some more. You're not spanking me. Sinterklaas a good. Putting both of you on mute. So we do have to go into these two to three minute segments just because it has been surprisingly rowdy. <laughs> I just, okay, here we go. So what we're going to do is I'm asking you to unmute. You're okay. But we're going to jump into those segments just to be sure it doesn't go off the rails here. So I am going to start with Alex, if you'd like to give your response i'll give you two minutes and then we've got to kick it over to cj for two minutes so it's got to be no longer than 120 seconds the floor is all yours well it just makes me upset because anybody that can do a one second of research about center clause and that was the episode of the office is based in pagan culture and the center clause character is the basis of the santa claus character that we have today because they had to sneak it in through europe he doesn't want to admit that and he wants to say that krampus was not created till after uh, uh the 1600s which is false krampus was a character that was based off of baphomet out of the bible uh, that is a half goat half human character so he doesn't want to talk about this he, he gets mad at me for talking about Christmas trees because that's a big part of Christmas. And that in the Bible says you're not supposed to do that. That's a sin. That is based uh, out of Satanism and polytheism, which goes against God, which is uh, satanic in nature. So it's just upset. He's getting mad at me because I'm bringing up points that have a direct relation to Santa Claus, but because he can't argue those points, he has to get mad at me for talking about it. I mean, this is the, the weirdest debate I've ever seen that we can't even talk about subjects that are very pertinent to the argument that we're making live right now in front of, you know, hundreds of people. Go ahead, CJ. Oh, I think you might be on mute yet. Sorry, I thought I was uh, unmuted. No um, the only, I just want to point out the only source we've actually gotten so far is the office um, and not actually anything scholarly, but nonetheless, the claim was made that Sinterklaas is pagan. Uh, there is no evidence to suggest that Sinterklaas is pagan. Again, Sinterklaas is based off of a known and existing uh, monk named St. Nicholas. By the way, I don't care what Vatican II says. We have St. Nicholas's bones, so they can say whatever they like. Um, You're smarter than the Vatican, okay. Yeah, actually, a lot of people are. The overwhelming majority of people on this planet are smarter than the Vatican, but that's okay. Um uh, so we had this idea that Sinterklaas is satanic, right? Uh, Sinterklaas, again, is based in the um, the bishop, uh, Nicholas, who was from Myra in Turkey. Uh, sometime around the 800s, we got uh, Michael of Archimandrite's um, Life of St. Nicholas, where we saw a biography of him. He started be, uh, being associated from that point with uh, children and gift-giving to children. And around the 11th century, uh, December the 6th, started to become popular in Germany as a gift-giving day. Uh, because December the 6th is St. Nicholas's feast day, right? Uh, and it's later on that Martin Luther, about 500 years after this point, 400 years after this point, excuse me, um, actually starts to associate gift-giving with, not Nicholas yet, but gift-giving uh, with Christmas through the Chris Kindle kind of uh, character, right? Which is where we get the idea of Chris Kringle, which of course now has uh, become commingled with the Santa figure. <clears throat> excuse me. Um, so that's first introduced when we start having the idea of giving gifts around Christmas in the Protestant Reformation because of Martin Luther. 
And it's 100 years after that, that in Austria, not Germany, not the Nordic countries, not Denmark, not uh, the Netherlands, not any of those countries, right? But in Austria, that we start to get the introduction of the Krampus character. There is no reference to a Krampus character anytime before that. The closest you get is there is some plays that exist in Germany where um, St. Nicholas will have a argument with Satan before eventually binding him and defeating him. And the Satan figure is obviously very similar in appearance to the Krampus figure. Um, so there's obviously going to be no dispute there. So that's the closest you get to a Krampus figure before the 16th century. Um, but again, that is well after the tradition of Sinterklaas and gift giving and St. Nicholas being associated with these Dutch guys and all that other kind Go of ahead. stuff. Uh, and also well before St. time, Alex. All right, I need a screen share because I want to show he 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 doesn't want to talk about Krampus because there's a bunch of different uh, iterations of Krampus. That's the thing about Krampus. Uh, <clears throat> so we have this guy, uh, Zwart Pete, or they call Black Pete. Let me read this. This is from Wikipedia, Zwart Pete. So it says, uh, Zwart Pete is the companion of St. Nicholas or Sinterklaas, Westminster, Luxembourgish, Indonesian. In the folklore of Low Countries, the earliest known illustration of the character comes from 1850 book of Amsterdam school teacher Jan Schenkman, in which he depicted as a black moor from Spain. These portraying the traditional version of Zwart Pete or Black Pete usually put on blackface and colorful Renaissance attire in addition to curly wigs and bright red lipstick. The character has been increasingly controversial since the early 2010s, decreasingly prevalent at municipal holiday celebrations in years that have followed. As of 2021, a revised version uh, dubbed Sooty Pete has become more common. So let me just show you a little pictures of, of Black Pete. So this is Sinterklaas's is helper and these are where the elves come from so this is based not in christianity not in uh this this is it this is this is where we get our origin of santa claus so anybody with half a brain will realize this is evil what they're doing these people were black peter would steal children's soul and uh chris Santa Claus figure would give them gifts if they were good, but if they were bad, they would be whipped with horsehair and the Black Pete figure would steal their soul. So how we reappropriated in America, we turned these Black Pete characters into modern day elves. So if you really look into the European form, this is what they were celebrating before they came over, before the Puritans shut down Christmas in America. These are the cultures and rituals that they, they celebrated. And these aren't based in, you know, happy-go-lucky uh, you know, heavenly figures. This is a satanic figure meant to scare people, meant to cause uh, what is called trauma-based mind control. So when you look at the basis, you know, of of Christmas, and we can go to Jeremiah, you know, 10, I would like to, you know, you don't, you really don't like when I talk about that, but it says, thus say the Lord, learn not the way of the heathen and be not dismayed at the signs of heaven for the heathen are dismayed at them for customs of the people are vain for one cutteth the tree out of the forest, the work of the hands of the workmen with the ax. Let me, let me zoom and in. So you guys time. See okay. I'll stop sharing. Kick it over to Alex. Yeah. Um, I'll actually only take about 10 seconds with this one. You ready? Cause you actually read it. 1850. That's the first mention of Black Pete that he just brought up. 1850. What's the first uh, reference of St. Nick's uh, being associated with gift giving? The 11th century. He read that source, not me. That Wikipedia article just said 1850. No, he was... I'm uh, done. Go ahead. 
No, that's the first modernized version of it. But I'm saying Santa Claus is another that the reason why I use that is because these are different versions of the Krampus character. I'm saying different iterations. Right. So this I isn't agree. the original. So I'm saying this isn't the original. So when we, when we look at the timeline of what we have today, if you go back all the way, the people that they're based on, the characters at Santa Claus, Santa Claus, yada, 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 it's based in pagan and Satanism and Satanic culture. That's my whole entire argument. And you can't okay, disagree so, with that. So I gave you a source that said, that, and it was a scholarly source, right, that said that this was something that originated from the 16th century, okay? You gave us a source that said something from the 19th century, which would actually be more to my point and less to your point. No, now, I my agree argument, with you. let me hang just on, say this. Hang hang on, on, hang on, no, my argument is that. Hang on, one second. Hang on, right, Alex, what we're hang do, on. We're going to I know do. you're Hold excited. On. One second. Okay, hang on. One, one second. I okay. do want to go back to, if I remember right, the last person who did speak was Alex, and then I, I did forget to start the clock. So, CJ, I'm going to let you finish. And then, uh, so I'll give you maybe about a minute and a half to finish because I, I forgot to start the clock on that one. Then we're going to kick it over to Alex. Okay, so he brought up the Black Pete as an objection to what I had talked about with Krampus. I agree that Black Pete is based off of Krampus. But Krampus being the original, where does he come from? And what I'm saying to you is the evidence suggests, and I have given a source, I'd like to see a source to the contrary. The evidence suggests that he came out of Austria in the 16th century, 500 years after the St. Nicholas gift-giving motif was established. 500 years, ladies and gentlemen, is a very, very, very long time. Okay, can I please get a screen share so I can show who Odin is? Odin, yeah. the basis of Santa. Let me show you this. Ready this is this is Odin. Odin is a Greek. I thought God. I thought Sinterklaas was the basis. Never mind. Continue. No, yeah, that's my exact point. Is because you're trying to say that Krampus in the 1600s was the only time they ever created an evilest elf figure. Now I'm going to show you Odin, and Odin had the same thing. And Odin is a Greek character. So would you say that the Odin pagan is Norwegian? But thank you for showing us that you don't know mythology. Well, regardless, I don't know mythology that well, honestly. Honestly, God, yeah, okay. I know. Of Santa. You, you don't need to know mythology that well to know that, that uh, you know, Odin is based off of Father Christmas. So let's let's look who Odin is. He's based off of Father Christmas. I Father thought Father Christmas, Christmas is based, based off, off of Odin. Odin. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. I just spoke wrong because I was reading it. Oh you, know, my you know exactly what I mean. You're just getting mad because I said it backwards, but you know exactly. So this is, the, this is Odin. So... Let me do a share screen so you guys can see Odin. And this is the white beard. This is the this is the uh, character that we have today. Basically, Santa's based off of. I don't know if you can see that with the white beard, but you know, Odin was a god known in Old English as Woden. So it's based off a god, all ultimately stemming from a photo uh, Germanic. Uh, Odin appears as a prominent god throughout the recorded history of Northern Europe from the Roman occupation of the regions of uh, Germania. Uh, this is what I'm saying: is this is who. This is way before, uh, way before the timeline you're talking about. And so this just shows you this is the basis of Santa Claus and a polytheist. If you worship this character, Odin, that would be satanic. So that's, well, that's what I'm saying. You're trying to say that, that Santa was only created then. I'm saying that it, it was based off a character from way before the timeline that you're trying to create. That was just, uh, Krampus was just created, you know, just a repurposed character in the middle of the story. And that the story is much older and it goes back to Saturnalia. And it, it was a repurposed story of Sol Invictus, Sol Invictus, uh, the god of sun. So 
this is this is what happens. It gets repurposed. You don't want to admit that. You want to say, oh, uh, the, the Krampus was invented in 1600, and and that's when that character was ever uh, thought of. No, that that's not a, an original character. That that was just a re, another repurposed character. You know, the story told in a different way in order to whitewash it. I mean, that's just that's exactly what it is. All right, so uh, a couple things that definitely need to be referenced there. So the first thing he said that it's uh, that Santa's based off of Odin. He didn't give any evidence that Santa was based off of Odin. He said, "See this guy? He has a big white beard. So I guess if you have a big white beard, you must be based off of Odin." Um, that's the best evidence that I saw. Maybe the audience saw something different. You guys can go ahead and comment and let me know what you saw. Um, I'm not debating that Odin didn't exist at a certain point in time. Sure, he totally existed. Tell, show me the link between Odin and Santa Claus. You can't do so. Also, you didn't show me that Odin had a link to Krampus either. You didn't show me that Odin had a link to Krampus either, because he doesn't, by the way. Um, they, the closest people have gotten is there's these two raven companions that accompany o uh, Odin on his, uh, what would you call that? Uh, his companions? Oh, yeah, plant. his companions. Um, oh, he had companions, but they're not right. the same so companions. Hey, question. Hey, audience. Audience. Just, audience. 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 I have a question. Okay. Audience. Audience. Um, we don't know basic biology. Right. Is a raven the same thing as a elf? I'm just curious. Anytime you have companions, that means it must be based off of when Thor had those two ravens. So I guess Jesus's 12 companions based off of Thor and his two ravens. I guess the story of uh, what, what is it? Perks of being a wallflower must be based off of Thor and his two ravens. Do you see how ridiculous this is, friends? Two ravens, which can, which are your companions during a wild hunt, is not the same thing as a demon goat character, which comes into people's rooms at night and beats children. That's not the same thing. By the way, let me just point out something here real quick. He said Odin was Greek, even though he's Norse and not associated with Greek gods at all. He said that it's based off Saturnalia, even though Saturnalia is not Greek or Norse. It's Latin. So he doesn't know what that is, apparently. He said that Saturnalia is based in Sol Invictus, but Saturnalia is like 500 years older than Sol Invictus. And Sol Invictus is a holiday whose December 25th date is based off of Christmas and not the other way around. And this has been very well documented. This man knows absolutely nothing about the history of holidays. He knows absolutely nothing about mythology. He knows absolutely nothing about tradition. He doesn't, he, he doesn't even know enough to know that Odin is not a Greek god. Literally, four-year-olds know that Odin is not a Greek god, my friends. Four-year-olds. Well, that's what it says on Wikipedia here. Let's read Odin, though, because you think you're so smart. Let's read Santa and Odin. And we'll talk about the Yule Log. So am I sharing the screen? The yep. Yule Log is a paganistic ritual. If you burn the Yule Log, they would burn it uh, for during Saturnalia on December 25th because they love to burn the fir tree. They they thought because that has stayed green during the winter, they thought it had special properties. So let's just read about this. Uh, Santa, let's just read about Odin and Santa's connection. Santa, Odin, Christmas, and Yule. This article is brought to you by Sons of Vikings. Was Santa Claus partially inspired by Odin? Yes, we are aware that not everyone agrees with us. Some people we actually respect and cite as sources on a regular basis. However, looking at the long list of clear connections and similarities we offer below, we have to simply say we agree to disagree. First things first, we're not denying the obvious influence of St. Nicholas who gave the poor during the third century. However, St. Nicholas never claimed to have gift-making elves, capabilities of flying through the sky. This article takes a deeper look at the interesting uh, similarities between the original version of the fictitious character known as Santa Claus and Odin. Why that's important, because Odin uh, flew 
through the sky, just like Santa. So few historians disagree that many of our modern holidays were created by the Christian church in an effort to replace popular pagan holidays of the past and redirect the focus to Christ. Many of today's popular Christmas traditions, decorating trees, wreaths, mistletoes can be traced back to ancient pagan festivals. The Roman pagan festival of Saturnalia, the more popular Germanic festival known as Yule, 12 days, uh, typically December 21st to January 1st. The Yule festival included the celebration of Odin's wild hunt that involved him flying through the sky at night on a magical horse named Sleipner, I guess is how you pronounce that. Evidence of this original pagan holiday can still be seen in many popular Christmas carols that mention Yule, Yule Tide, Yule Log, etc. While history shows a church replaced Yule with Christmas, many of the original Yule traditions continued throughout the years. With the obvious connections between Yule and Christmas, it makes sense to consider how Yule, the Norse mythology in general, also speak of Norse gods flying through the sky on animal-drawn sleighs and how Odin's flying eight-legged horse Sleipnir was known for having a sleigh and how Odin was known for giving away gifts and how Odin had magical elves and dwarves who were specifically known for marker for makers of gifts. Thor's hammer measuring being one of the examples add to this the many other similarities listed below and well you decide so i'm just going to say you guys decide i mean odin who is the basis of santa claus but you can't admit that you just can't admit that because that ends your argument so for the people at home that you know i'll just conclude my argument there you make your decision odin is a uh uh a pagan figure, not a Christian good figure. Hi. You'd be considered satanic if you're a Christian to worship this person. Yet Taking the Yule back. is one of the biggest parts of Christmas. So Over you guys make your own decision. Yeah, so uh, definitely a couple things there. First off, I'd just like to point out that the source he referenced is sonsofvikings.com. That sounds super credible. Um, and did that source reference any sources? No, it did not. It said, hey, many historians disagree, or a few historians, excuse me, disagree with us. Did it name a single one? No, it did not. Uh, it gave two different holidays that it said was the basis of Christmas. Well, is, it, is Christmas based on Saturnalia or is it based on Yule? You can't have both. It's either one or the other. And you'll see this, by the way, all the time. This is a very common thing. People, when they don't actually have an argument, they'll start to all right, let me throw, and there'll be so many different points that they won't be able to refute all that. He's based off of Odin. No, wait, sorry, he's based off of Zeus. Ah, shoot, that doesn't work. He's based off of some other random thing. I don't know, it's Nimrod or something like that. It's how these guys work, right? You're seeing the same thing go on with the holiday. Is it based off of Saturnalia or the Solstice or Sol Invictus or Yule? Because they're all different holidays. They're not the same holiday. And none of them is on the 25th, by the way. Not a single one of them. Um, the other thing, of course, is that some of the things that he mentioned there are either A, inconsequential, or B, just outright not true. For example, he mentioned Odin giving gifts on Yule. Show me a source. That's just not, a, that's simply not a fact. You will not find any sources from any credible scholars or incredible scholars, um, uh, uh, uncredible, I guess would be the word there, who have ever said that Odin gave gifts on Yule. It simply did not happen. Show me that he was accompanied by elves and dwarves when he went on his wild hunt. You're not going to find it. You're not going to find it. He was accompanied by the ghostly damned. He was accompanied by the host of Volnir. He was accompanied by his two uh, crow uh, friends that we had already mentioned, whose names I can't remember. Show me the elves and the dwarves. You won't be able to do so. Uh, and, and we can just go on with this, so on and so forth. The other thing he said, oh, well, he was on a sleigh. 
Well, fantastic. So have I every winter. What exactly is your point? Was he pulled by Rudolph and Vixen and all those other guys? Was he, was he pulled flying by and giving he gifts to by, kids on presents? Yeah, he no, was he flying. was not. He was right? flying and giving gifts. Yeah. He, he was not giving gifts. That's what Show you me say. a source that says yeah, listen, you're going to say that. I just showed source, you a source. Alex. I just showed you a source. Listen, no, we can no, agree. No, 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 not Sons of Vikings. Right, one primary source. I quoted you a scholar. Give me one primary source. How about this? How about this, CJ? I hate to mute you, Alex, but it is during CJ's time, so I want to give him a chance to wrap this up. And then we'll come right back to you, Alex. Uh, yeah, no, I'll just say the, uh, the the last thing I'll just say is just give me one one single, literally one primary source. Not sonsofvikings.com, okay? Give me an actual primary source, or a scholar for that matter. Give me, or one source. If you can't find me one primary source, give me at least one scholar, okay? Go ahead. Okay, okay for the people at home, guys, uh, Odin, a character who flew around on a sleigh that had a big beard, uh, that was the basis of Santa Claus. You can you can either look at the evidence and agree with me, or you can disagree with me. My opponent can agree with me that Odin was the basis of Santa Claus because that would mean that he loses this debate. So that's why he has to be so staunch. He has to get mad at me because I compare Yule to Christmas. Christmas is a melting pot of a bunch of different stuff. Santa Claus is a melting pot of a bunch of different characters. The formulation of it that we have today is, is based off of Satanism and paganism. If you look at the domino effect of how we got there, you can disagree with me all you want, but all you guys need to do at home, I'm, I'm done arguing. It's like arguing with, you know, somebody that doesn't want to admit that you're trying, you're based in a reality where you think Odin, his folklore had nothing to do with Santa Claus. And if you want to believe that, you want to believe that Odin's story has absolutely nothing to do with Santa Claus. That's the world you want to live in. Then I'm sorry, CJ, you're not based in reality and you're not even worth debating. I get over to CJ and, Pretty soon here, we're going to go into the Q&A. Thanks for all of your questions, folks, but go ahead, CJ. Absolutely. I'd just like to point out that Alex has actually officially conceded that he doesn't have one chain of evidence. He actually has to say, no, no, it's a melting pot. It's actually a whole bunch of different stuff. Why? Because as I've already exposed, he doesn't actually have any chain here. Let's again go through what we have established, and hopefully you guys can put this absolutely ridiculous nonsense to bed once and for all, Okay. What did we have established? We had established that Sinterklaas comes some 500 years before Krampus. We had established that Sinterklaas comes from the Dutch regions, not the Norse regions where Odin is a god, not the Austrian regions where Krampus first comes out, so on and so forth. Uh, we established that St. Nick was first uh, associated with giving gifts on in the holidays in the 1100s. We established that this was around St. Nicholas Day and not Christmas. We didn't actually see any refutation from that. The only thing we actually got is, well, if I go over here or if I go over here, or if I do this other thing, right? And then, of course, he wants to pontificate and say, well, you're not even worth debating. Ladies and gentlemen, you guys can all see for yourself. The evidence is clear. If you believe after this conversation that Santa is based in paganism, I sincerely hope that your evidence is not Alex Stein because it's definitely not worth it for you. And, and I want to say that if you can't make the connection to Odin and Santa Claus, you're not necessarily capable. Well, well, there is a connection between Odin no, and Santa Claus. No, it does not. Claus. Demonstrate well, it. Show us. Okay, well, let me tell you something. Uh, uh, you're the one that's based in reality. That you say Odin has no, nothing to do with Santa. I'll just agree. No, I'll agree. I'll agree to disagree. No, I'll agree to disagree. My source is the Office. This is my source. Go watch the Office. Look at the episode of the Office. Watch the Office. I hate to mute both of you, but I've got you both on mute. So I do just want to be sure that you guys have a chance to be heard. And so. Any, I think, last remarks, Alex? What were you going to say? And then we've got to go into the Q and A here. I, I've got to. I've just asked you to unmute. 
He, uh, you know, he wants to say, oh, there's no primary source, but all you guys got to do is literally, he wants to laugh at it. You can go look at Sinterklaas, look in the office, look how he's described, and look how uh, Dwight Schrute even says he has a Krampus character, a satanic character. And this is in an episode of The Office, so if you guys do not believe me, go look up Sinterklaas in The Office. That's the only source I need. And this same person wants to say that Sinterklaas had nothing to do with Santa Claus and that Odin had nothing to do with Santa Claus. And that's just not true. We know that the story of Santa Claus was borrowed from multiple other people's stories, and Odin is one of them. He's going to say, oh, you don't have any primary sources well listen i have the evidence you guys make the decision yourself that's all i gotta say you got it and with that want to say thank you so much folks for all of your questions and i'm sure we're going to hear some more exchange as we go through these questions i've got to tell you though i've been telling you about this huge debate con conference modern day debates first ever and you can see on the far right of your screen folks the meter for the crowdfund and I am thrilled. We actually, it hasn't, it's like basically we had to do this roundabout way of getting the funds in there, but someone also just donated $500, which is another 10% of what we need. And so it is growing significantly and we want to encourage you, help us put this debate con conference on and you'll be able to watch all of the debates live that day. And in fact, I've got to show you, this is a new one we haven't released yet. So if you're listening right now, let me show you this debate. We are thrilled that this has been confirmed. Mike Jones of Inspiring Philosophy will have round two with Holy Kool-Aid. It is going to be absolutely epic. We are pumped for this in-person debate. And we want to encourage you to check out the description box as that has the crowd link below. And that way you can help support this, help make it happen. And that way we can do more in the future. So want to encourage you, you guys, it is going to be huge. But let's jump into those questions. And want to say, I forgot to say this at the start. Very embarrassing. My dear friends, if it's your first time here, I want to let you know, no matter whether you be Christian, atheist, agnostic, Muslim, politically left, politically right, gay, straight, black, white, we are glad to have you here. Whether you're a Biden backer, a Trump supporter, you name it, we're thrilled to have you with us. We really do like having it be a melting pot here at Modern Day Debate, as the old cliche goes. Mac the Human, thanks for your question coming in saying, in fact, here's a tip just for hosting such a hilarious topic. Thank you for that. A juicy topic, though. I was actually, one, I was pumped. To, I appreciate your guys' passion. But also, the show up, people have enjoyed this. It's been fun to see people in, engage in the chat. Ozian says, anagram, namely, Santa has the same letters as Satan. Therefore, Satan confirmed. True, Alex? Well, I agree with it. I mean, it, it is kind of weird. And then it's Santa Claus, and then the Claus is another anagram for Lucas, which is a nickname for Lucifer. So Satan Lucifer is a nickname of Santa Claus. Juicy, one eight eight eight. Hey, real quick, can I, can I just respond to that real quick? You got it. I just want to point out a couple things. Um, so God is an anagram for dog. Live is an anagram for evil. Live is an anagram for evil. Lived is an anagram for devil. And Santa is a word that means saint. By the way, Lucas happens to be the name of Luke who wrote the gospel. So um, next. You got it. This one coming in from, do appreciate your question. Unless Alex, technically the question was originally for you. I can give you the last word on that last one. What was it? What, what was, I don't remember what the question was. Next up, 1888. <laughs> I'm telling says, what do Alex, Sarah Silverman, and Sweet Rogan all have in common other than crapping on Christmas? When they I say poop, sweet, I ahead, poop Alex. on Christmas. I poop a lot. I poop daily. Yeah, I go. I have normal bowel movements. 
Is Sweet Rogan Joe Rogan or is Sweet Rogan someone else? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. CJ, that. you're CJ. you're in with like the hip new things nowadays. What's Sweet Rogan? Uh, the only Rogan I know of would be Joe, so that's what I would think. But to be honest, I've never heard him called Sweet Rogan. Me neither. Mango T says arguing that Santa Claus is satanic is like two mental asylum residents arguing <laughs> about non-existent beings. Those are the super chats that. Obviously, I didn't read that before I read it out loud, like Ron Burgundy. We are not looking for super chats that swipe at the debaters. We do want to encourage you folks. Well, I gotta ask, CJ, you don't believe Santa's real, do you? No. Okay. Alex? Oh, he just you? defends him like he is, like he is this real person. I just didn't know. Mark Reed, thank you very much for your question. But for real, during the Q&A, I got to tell you, folks, people have told us, they're like, I really wish that the Q&A was more substantive questions. So I do want to encourage you for your questions that you submit. Please give us more substantive questions rather than insults. Mark Reed says, Alex, you have a video of yourself dressed up as Santa on your channel. Are you a satanic worshiper? Why do you dress up as a pagan figure? Well, indirectly, yes, but I think it's all it has to do with your heart. I mean, if you choose to worship the devil, then you're you you know you're worshiping the devil. If you think you're doing it under, it's like what Pat Robertson said. I played that three minute clip. You know, he said all of Christmas is based in paganism, but it's been taken over with Christianity, so it's been turned into a, a good holiday. People like it, but really, if you really do look at Christmas, you know, get lying to your kids, giving them presents that you have to work hard for, and not taking credit for it, and then saying it's Jesus Christ's birthday, when a, a holiday that's all about materialism for a person that was so anti-materialistic. So it really, it's a, it's a very uh, hypocritical holiday, whether you want to say it's satanic or not. So in that sense, I still think it's fun to celebrate. Oh, a 188 I'm telling says Seth Rogan, not Sweet Rogan. Sorry Uh about that. Let me double check. Did I, what did it say? Maybe it was an autocorrect. Yeah, it was an autocorrected to Sweet Rogan, but yeah. Oh, he thinks I'm Jewish. I'm not even Jewish. No, I'm not. not, Mango T says, Stein, you're not? I'm not. Yeah, I'm not practicing Jew. I didn't know my grandfather. I think you have to be. Uh, Jewish on your but, your mom's side, but CJ, I think do I remember right? CJ, are you Jewish? Uh, ethnically, yeah. Uh, I'm not. I am religiously Christian, but yeah, no, I am ethnically. Jewish. Wow. So I'm it's supposed to be a Jew and I'm not, and you're supposed to be a Christian and you're supposed to be a Jew and you're a Christian. Wow. So you're a Jew for Jesus. Yeah, basically, yeah. This one coming in from Mango T says, Alex. So what that Santa Claus? Oh, they say. So what that Santa Claus is satanic? Who cares? Christmas is a beautiful time for many people. Don't try to turn us into methodical robots, you beta. I I added that last part, but go ahead. Well, that's true. I am a beta because I don't eat meat. I'm a soy boy, but... Uh, I'm not saying don't celebrate Christmas. I'm just telling you guys, this is the problem is that, you know, we do stuff and we don't realize its origins. There's a lot of other holidays and a lot of cultural things that we do that were based that had bad origins and that, you know, it's been now it's changed and it's socially acceptable. But that doesn't mean at one point it wasn't sinister. You got it. This one coming in from one of the I'm telling says, what does Alex think of Sarah and Seth's Christmas Inc. Oh, yeah. Santa Inc. Uh, no, I'd like to get CJ's uh, opinion. First of all, that's the, totally they're just trying to bash Christmas. And then this is this was, speaking of the anagram. It's not an anagram, but it's called Santa Inc. And it's like Satanic. You know, if you, you know, rearrange it. Wow, I got a donation. Ten bucks. OK, but uh, so what do you think? What did. What did you think about uh, Santa Inc.? 
Uh, well, to be honest, I'm not actually sure about what Santa Inc. is. Um, it sounds to me like it's something talking about the commercialization of Christmas. Uh, and if that's true, I'm very much against the commercialization of Christmas. But I, I'll just be honest. I'm not 100% certain what that is. You got it. This one coming in from do appreciate your question. Cillian Holland says, Alex, did you just say that Odin was a Greek god? Get an education. It was a Yule god or Norse god. I don't know mythology very well. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. That's that's a that's and that's another thing is I want to say we're talking about fictional characters being the basis of other fictional characters. So we're like taking like Spider-Man from the Marvel Universe and creating, you know, uh, the bootleg Chinese ripoff version of it uh, uh, 2000 years later. So, yeah, it's going to be different, but it's still a guy that shoots webs out of his dick or whatever. Well, I, to be fair, I think Thank that's you. mostly true. I think the only exception is if St. Nick did exist, which I think he did, then at least one of these potential bases is a uh, basis. He's excuse me, is a real character, but obviously Santa Odin, all these guys are, are fictional. So I do agree with you there. You got it. in this one coming in from do appreciate your question. One eight eight. I'm telling says CJ wins. You're very welcome. Modern day debate. And I'm rolling all three of these super chats into one. Alex, are you a follower of follower of Chabad Lubavitch? Is that uh, so? You go ahead. Really quick, I can know. I just say um, Chabad Lubavitch is how you say that? Thank you, Alex. And Chabad Lubavitch. I, I don't. I'm not a follower. Okay. No. This one coming in from Fact Based Living says: If Santa is based on Odin, why does he have two eyes? Good question. <laughs> Alex? Why does Santa have two eyes? I think, yeah, they're saying since Odin had one eye, if, if Santa's based on Odin, why is it that Santa has two eyes? I thought Odin had two eyes. I don't know. I mean, there's like I said, there's uh, bits and pieces. You know, it's like a, a car. You know, they took a transmission off a uh, Ford and they put it on a Chevy. You know, it's just interchangeable parts to make the car run. Ozian says, blasphemy. We all know that Odin looks like Sam Neill. Do you guys know a famous actor? I don't know. I mean, like I said, we're talking about fictional characters, you know, artist renditions. And, and there's one point, though, I, I did want to say earlier, though, uh, in the 1932 version of Coca-Cola, you are right that 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 there's pictures of him from the 1860s. But that's the artist that drew the 1932 Coca-Cola used those pictures from the 1860s. That famous what I forget that I don't know the name of the painting, but there's a famous painting of like a Santa Claus like figure and literally took that and redrew it. So, wow, I'm getting a lot of donations from John. John, relax. Just quit spamming the stream. I appreciate the donations, John. This one coming in from Do Appreciate It. Ozzy says, history not based on a primary source. Rejected. Alex. History not based on a primary source. Yeah, I mean, this is another thing, guys. History is his story. You know, we don't even really know, you know, uh, a lot of the history that we get was written by the victors. So, our history that we know it as today, I'm sure some of it's accurate, but some of it could be inaccurate. This one coming in from Rum Runner says, Alex, did you ever read the famous essay, quote, yes, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus, unquote. And if so, what did you think? I don't like Santa, but it's beautiful. Well, Santa and Christmas is a beautiful holiday other than, then you giving presents and not getting credit for it. That's a little, that's a little bad. But like, other than that, I mean, Santa, I mean, Christmas is the most beautiful. People decorate their houses, decorate stuff. I mean, yeah, I think it's a very festive time. 
I'm not anti-Christmas. I'm just trying to be based in reality. If you kind of know that it's based in, you know, this paganistic, you know, uh, uh, satanic stuff, and you know that you're not doing that part of it, I think it actually makes it so you're not celebrating a satanic ritual unknowingly, is what I'm saying. You know what I mean? If you know about it, if you know that it was based in that, then when you celebrate it, you're not doing it under a trickery. You're doing it fully aware of what's going on, and you're making the decision with a pure heart. That's what I think matters. You got it. This one coming in from Cillian Holland says, Alex, how is worshiping Odin or Thor or Freya satanic, even though those gods are part of a completely different religion? Well, I, that's the other thing is, I mean, that's a kind of a broad stroke to call them satanic. But I guess, it was, you know, polytheism, the idea of multiple gods goes against the idea of Christianity only having one true God. You got it, Ann. Thank you very much for this question. Chris Gammon, good to see you. Another local there in Texas. Oh, I don't know. Sorry, Chris. I mean, um, well, that's right. I didn't name the city. Okay. Chris says, if Santa is, is Satan, why did I get an N64 as a kid? It's a pretty cool gift. It is a cool gift. And think about how hard his dad or mom had to work to get the N64. I believe when it came out, I got one too. It was like $299. With inflation, it's probably like 900 bucks now or something. I don't know. But, you know, that's a lot of money for a working parent to have to get their kid and then give all the credit to a guy that flew in through the chimney. And then on top of that, you have to give him cookies and milk. I mean, and milk's not cheap either. I mean, damn. Like, it's just, it's an expensive holiday for parents that don't get a lot of credit is what I'm saying. It's very interesting. 188, I'm telling, says, Alex, you said that you were Jewish last time that I asked. I said I'm not Jewish. I've never said that I'm Jewish. No. My my grandfather was Jewish, but he didn't raise – he left my grandmother and started a different family. So my dad had animosity with this guy, with my grandfather. So he was not raised in the church. My dad was raised as a Christian. So was I. But you're – so that – like CJ, would you then be ethnically Jewish? I mean, not I was baptized. But I was baptized. Next up. Yeah, but I think <laughs> ethnically you would still qualify. Like, like in the same way you would be Irish or whatever. You make it seem yeah, like I, it's a that's bad, what I'm saying. Like, I, don't know I why think you're I under- should. It's like, I think it's, I should it's cool qualify. if you're Jewish. It's good. Okay. I'm not hating. I'm not really hating, but I'm saying real Jews. This is the problem that I face. Well, let's real, not talk about it. Run, no, 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 no. I don't I'm know saying, if I want to know what you're going to say. Well, real Jewish people say I'm not a Jew. Do you see what I'm saying? Oh, okay. And then, and then you know, you'll say that I'm a Jew, but a real Jewish person like, oh, you're not a real Jew. So that's why it's annoying saying that I'm a Jew. Do you see what I'm saying? We'll you you that? That's true. Okay. I've experienced that same thing. Really? Yes. It's not even worth getting into Fascinating. Okay, fair enough. Well, Rum Runner, thanks for being with us. Says, while I don't think Santa is satanic, isn't it blasphemous to attribute godlike qualities of omniscience, rewarding virtue, and punishing sin to him? Uh, well, so you, you have to kind of take it each one by one, right? So first off, the rewarding or punishing sin kind of thing. Um, you know, the Bible would expect any uh, legal authority to do that, would expect any father to do that. To an extent, we'd even expect the pastor to do that, although it's not like a punishment in the same way, right? It's more like a this pastor should be guiding the flock. Um, and, you know, sometimes that means, you know, a little bit of, of a chastisement. So in that regard, just outright no. Now, then you have other things like, with the what about the omniscience, though, or like the ability to be every place in one night, right? Um 
And here, I think it definitely depends. Um, I don't think that it is something that is pagan or blasphemous unless you decide to make it something that is supposed to be of a divine quality. Like, for example, I don't think that it's blasphemous to have Dr. Manhattan and Watchmen, right? Um, but it could be blasphemous potentially if you wanted to have Jesus as a character in your Marvel comic or something like that, you know what I mean? Or if you wanted to start worshiping Dr. Manhattan from Watchmen or something like that, right? So it really does kind of depend on a little bit more, I think, than just the omniscience factor. Um, I will say this much. It is weird to take a day that is supposed to be the holy day for your God and strictly associate it with some other magical figure. And that's why I don't personally have a problem with anybody who, who says, hey, Jesus is the reason for the season. I'm not teaching about Santa. That's perfectly fine. Just don't go crazy with it and say, you know, this is based in, in the bubblegum fairy or something like that. That's all I'm saying. Juicy. This one coming in from, you guessed it, Brenton Langle. Speaking of soy boys, Brenton, I'm teasing. He, he tells me every time, James, I like peas. He doesn't do soy. He says, Jesus was also based on Odin. There is a direct line between Christ dying on the cross and Odin dying on the tree. CJ, are yeah, you That's convinced? definitely not true. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know who told you that, my friend, but you got to check your sources because that's like, that's like way false. Our dearest friend, Brenton Lingle. Seriously, I enjoy Brenton. I, I do. We, we, he's a huge friend of the show, along with longtime friend. Thanks for your question coming in from Stupid Santa's Poor energy says, why are there no vampire stories coming out of Africa? Is it because they bless the rains? <laughs> That's funny. Next up. I'm, I'm familiar with the song, but I don't know what the joke. I don't get the joke. Ooh, Brenton Langle strikes again. Ooh, juicy. Says you will find multiple points of overlap between myths and legends. Humans keep telling the same stories over and over again, regardless of the society. I mean, there's like a very, very limited amount of truth of truth to that. Um, like, for example, Inanna goes and becomes Astarte, who becomes Aphrodite, who becomes Venus. And, and sometimes things like that do happen. All of those goddesses in their different cultures have very different qualities, though. The only thing they share with each other is the being the goddesses of sex, but sometimes they're also the goddesses of love. Sometimes they're also the goddesses of war or something, you know what I mean? A whole bunch of other kinds of stuff like that. So that is just one thing to note there, that there is very big differences, even when you do see overlap. The other thing though about overlap is it is way overblown by, I'm sorry, but I'm just going to say it, internet atheists and conspiracy theorists. Um, for example, the idea that um, that Jesus is somehow based off of like Osiris or Mithras or, or Krishna or choose, you know, insert random pagan deity here. Um, there's just simply no evidence to support these things. Uh, a fun example is Sol Invictus, right? Because Sol Invictus has to do with Christmas. People say, well, Sol Invictus was celebrated on the 25th of December, but Sol Invictus was only celebrated on the 25th of December, almost a hundred years after um, Christmas was already established as being celebrated on the 25th of December. In other words, it was the other way around. They actually wanted to have Sol Invictus line up with Christmas, not have Christmas line up with Sol Invictus. And, and so when you're looking through these kinds of stuff, you definitely do have to, you know, be careful when you're looking at these kinds of links, because a lot of times they're just pop history. They're not real. A lot of times they're not what you think they are. A lot of times they're the reverse of what you've actually been told. And I'll kind of leave it with that. 
You got oh, it. Well, one thing I want to say with that, though, is because, you know, a lot of times people couldn't read or write. They didn't have paper. You know, they couldn't, you know, they didn't have computers. So these stories are told. That's why this stuff gets changed. It's the same with the folklore. That's what happens. So, you know, that's why, like, e- even today it happens with stuff we have the Internet for Mandela effect. We remember things wrong. So even when you tell, like, the telephone game, you tell a story enough times, it's going to change. So with time, any folklore, any story, it might be a story about a guy with a white beard that rode a horse and by the time it's spread to enough people all of a sudden that's a horse pulled sleigh that goes down chimneys that he gives presents like it just you know it gets changed because they're not writing it down and it's a story that's fictional cj are you convinced well i mean don't get me wrong that's another thing like that can happen right like there are certainly times when you'll have a tradition change and we all know of the telephone game right so that does occur um the thing is, is, you know, you have to ask the question, OK, well, how likely is this? Is this something that's like that's so likely that we can actually look at these things and say, hey, every time we have one of these sources, um, we can expect it to change or anything like that. And I, and I would say definitely not. Um, but other than that, I mean, there's not too much necessarily to respond to. Juicy. This one coming in from Mango T says this debate is evident that there are no real problems left in society. And now the only problem left is whether Satan or I think they meant Santa, is satanic. Well, I will say this. I think there's much bigger problems in society, and I took this because I think it's a little fun for sure and not because I think it's a super serious debate topic. Although I do think it does make Christianity look annoying when fundamentalists are out there saying, oh, you know, Easter and all this other stuff, it's all pagan and terrible. And it's like, first off, you don't know what you're talking about. And second off, you just, you're just a buzzkill. That's all you are is you're just being a buzzkill. Um and so it can be detrimental, although usually it's just kind of a nothing burger and, and a dumb debate. Right. Um, but I will say we are incredibly blessed to live in a society where we can actually just debate about something as utterly pointless as whether or not Santa's satanic. Well, I want to say this, the world idea. is on fire. The world is on fire. We're all fucked. Excuse my language. But uh, one thing is, though, you said it is a buzzkill. But in the Bible, the, you can drink alcohol, but it said drunkenness is bad. So. Maybe uh, maybe you're having your buzz killed is a good thing, Christian, you know, if you think Christian speaking. Ozian strikes again. He says, I am an atheist and on the Internet. But I was an open atheist in 1978. Am I an Internet atheist? Stupid slurs to dismiss people and their arguments. Do you call someone an Internet um, atheist, CJ? I mean, I don't know. That's kind of up to you. Internet atheist is typically an insult that's associated with those who like to pontificate and make cases in the online sphere, uh, uh, online fear field, excuse me, without actually making any arguments. And I do apologize. I'm not going to name names because I don't want to insult people who aren't here. But there are there is a, a trend of people who have a career out of pontificating and making uh, you know anti-religious polemics who just simply have no idea what they're talking about. People who propagate all of the zeitgeist nonsense and people who propagate the Constantine founded the Bible nonsense. And I mean, all this stuff that's just historically laughable. Um, Now, if you're an atheist who's on the Internet and you're not one of those people, then I'm not referring to you. So, I mean, if the shoe fits, wear it. And if it doesn't, then throw it away. This one coming in from Brenton Langle. Oh, boy. Says, fun fact. 
Christmas was banned in Boston in 1659. I'm sure that he was like moving like this just when he was typing it. For quite a long time, American Christians opposed Christmas because it was a raucous celebration. Sort of. Kind of true. Not 100%. So it was banned by the Puritans. The Puritans were banning holidays because of their association with Catholicism more than anything else. Um, The Puritans wanted to just scratch everything that was associated with the Catholic Church, and that included most of the feast days, which is your holidays, your veneration days for saints and stuff like that. It's actually a big part of the reason why Thanksgiving was such a big deal when they got here, which actually Alex even kind of hinted to that, right? Because they were kind of like, they're so strapped for holidays that they had to like invent new ones, right? Um, So that's that's the primary driver behind why the Puritans actually didn't celebrate Christmas. It is also true, though, that there was raucous celebrations of Christmas at different points in history. Um, Not necessarily at that time. For example, like Martin Luther and all those kinds of people. I guess that's 100 years before the time referenced. But they were definitely celebrating it as a religious holy day, and other people were before that. Uh, Christmas celebration goes all the way back to, at bare minimum, the 200s, potentially even before that. Um, But it it was kind of this thing that fluctuates in and out and in and out, right? Like sometimes it would be raucous and then people would uh, make it a family holiday again. And then it would become raucous and then they'd make it a family holiday again. And and we have the same thing going on now, right? Uh, It became very uh, debauched in the 19th century. Then it became very holy. Then it became very commercialized. Now people are kind of trying to make it holy again. You know what I mean? And and it's just going to continue ad infinitum. <clears throat> Juicy and want to say, I don't know if you notice on the far right of the screen, someone just put in a contribution for the crowdfund, which is linked in the description, and I am putting it into the live chat right now. Want to say thanks so much to that contributor as we are at 699 now in terms of dollars raised. And like I said, a huge donation is coming in. The person just said that they were having a challenge getting it put in there. But we are absolutely thrilled. If you want to give to that crowdfund, we highly encourage you click at that link that I just pinned at the top of the chat. That helps us do these in-person debates, folks, as we're trying to take the next big step for modern-day debate. And we are determined to make it there. And so highly encourage you to Join us in the vision of providing a neutral platform so that everybody can make their case on a level playing field. And with that, we're going to be back in just a moment to talk more about that crowdfund as well as the debate conference overall. And so I want to say we are absolutely pumped. Consider helping us get over that $700 mark as we are pumped to rent out this giant venue and have this huge in-person conference. It is going to be gigantic in Dallas. More on that in just a moment. But CJ and Alex, it has been a true pleasure, you guys. Seriously. Oh, can I make one last point? For I just sure. want to make one. Just, just, this is just about the holiday. And this is this is one thing. And I always appreciate We got heated, CJ. I know you're a good guy. You're defending the holiday. You don't want it to be, you know, satanic. I get your position. But this is this is the one kind of point I want to make. You know, you're talking about the soul invictus and all this, you know, Saturnalia, this and that. Really, none of that matters. Basically, uh, when we look at the winter solstice and we look, you know, uh, uh, the the trajectory of the sun and we 
we have the shortest uh, days of sunlight and then the days, you know, get progressively longer. So no matter what this time, what I'm trying to say is this time of the year has been a monumental time for human history since we've ever recorded it. So whether it's we celebrate Christmas now, the Jews celebrate uh, Hanukkah, you know, there's a reason why all these holidays are celebrated here. So what I'm trying to say is there is a reason for the season. There is something big going on. And if you celebrate Christmas, you're not satanic, but the origins are very sinister. And I appreciate it, CJ. Thank you very much. And, and I do appreciate you as well. Just so you know, I, I am a hundred, like, this is just, this is just what I do, man. So like, if I ever feel like I'm getting hostile to you, it's, that's just, I just, I take it as part of the crew or you take it as you being part of the crew, so to speak. So no harm, no foul, as long as you're good with it. Oh, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm golden. It was a pleasure. Cool. cool. Awesome. Same. You got it. One last super chat coming in from stupid Santa's whore energy says the founder of the power Rangers is named Sabin. Sabin, which sounds like Satan, which sounds like Santa. Well, that's why Nick Saban's such a good coach at Alabama. Cause it's a, cause he's like Satan. He has the power of uh, Lucifer guiding him in all those football plays. Juicy. Well, you know, their leaves. uniforms are red. That's what I'm saying. There we go. Now, is it coincidence or is it a conspiracy? You tell me. Well, we'll be back in just a moment. And so, Leslie Flemons, I see you there in the old live chat, says, I put in the 15. Thank you so much, Leslie. Seriously, we really do appreciate it. We are pumped. Last question. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? What do you think, CJ? Uh, Yeah, I guess it is. We'll be back in just a moment (laughs) with more. And so, we want to say Alex and cj are linked in the description if you want to hear more you certainly can folks and so with that thank you seriously cj and alex it's been a true pleasure to have you thank you guys see ya see you cj one last one roosevelt media news thanks for your super chat says alex rocks thank you roosevelt he's the man that's a homer he's my he's my buddy all right see y'all thank you james thank you my pleasure see you cj Back in just a moment, folks, with that post credit scene. Stick around. It's going to be amazing. Amazing. My dear friends, we are absolutely pumped. I've got to tell you a couple of things. One in particular, don't worry, I'm fixing the screen. I'm still here. I've got to tell you, we are absolutely thrilled for a number of different things. Want to say first, thanks for hanging out with us. Vlad Teeps, I see you there in the old live chat. Saint Beloved pumped you were with us, as well as Stinger GT2, Jerome M, and Joseph Turcott. Thanks for being with us. And Haxed, pumped to have you with us, as well as Mongoose McQueen, who says, amazing. And Bill Wool. Thanks for dropping in. We're glad you are with us. Pedro OHM, pumped to see you here. Perpetually annoyed. Always glad to have you. And, my dear friends, I am absolutely pumped to let you know. If you just saw the picture on screen and you were like, James, what is that? I'm confused. Why are, like, Stephen Steen and T-Jump shirtless? And why are you, like, pointing to them as if you're showcasing them? That is when we, in the past, have done a car wash in January because we are absolutely determined to make this crowdfund a success, which is linked at the top of the chat. And, my dear friends, we are determined. We are absolutely thrilled for it. I've got to tell you. 
you might be thinking, James, I've got to know. Tell me more about this crowdfund because you might be new to it. You're like, I don't like, I haven't heard about it. Like, what is it exactly that's going on? My dear friends, let me tell you stuff that you have to know about. As we are absolutely pumped, we are using Indiegogo, which is linked at the top of the chat. And if you are not familiar with them, they are so user friendly. I've got to tell you look, you guys, look right here. You can sign in with Facebook. It's that easy. You don't even have to create an Indiegogo account. If you click on the link that is pinned at the top of the chat or in the description box, you can help support this epic event. In particular, like what epic event? This coming January 15th and 16th, so about a month away, not even, we are going to be hosting our first in-person conference, and we're determined. So when you see the meter at the far right of your screen, that's the crowdfund meter. Only 26 days left, my dear friends. It's coming fast, and we are pumped, though. We have got a good start for the crowdfund, and you might be thinking, James, you're only at like 13%, man. We've done it before, and you might be thinking, like, James, I don't know. Are you sure? Believe me, we've been in much tougher situations than this. We are actually at a pretty good pace. 13% at this point is actually good. And so let me show you some of the things. In particular, as I mentioned, it is called DebateCon. So this is our new logo. Thanks so much to Potzel for helping us make this based logo. As you can see, my dear friends, is that epic or what? Look at that logo up there. Tremendous. That is for that conference, which is in person. And many of the debates are going to be streamed live. So this is like hot, top-notch stuff, you guys. It is going to be main event type of debates. Some of them will be, if you put into the crowdfund, you will be able to watch them live. And if you happen to be a Patreon supporter or if you happen to be a channel member, you're already going to be able to watch them live. So don't worry about that. You don't have to put into the crowdfund in order to watch them live. We appreciate that you've already supported the channel. And this is our way of saying thank you that you're already going to be able to see all of the events live. But in terms of other stuff, let me show you some of these because you're like, ah, James, I don't know like what's going on here. Well, let me tell you this. Not only that, but I've got to show you, as mentioned, you can sign in with Facebook. It's a piece of cake. It's really not hard at all. And I've got to tell you this as well, though, because you might be thinking like, ah, geez, I don't know, like what else uh, is there to it? You sign up. It's almost like GoFundMe. And then you can join in at whatever level you want. So you can ask a question during the Q&A from home during the Q&A, because we obviously we want to give, you could say, we want to give priority to those who are in person because they're paying for a ticket, which helps support the event so that we can put it on. But you might be like, well, what if I have a question from home? Well, you can ask a question from home. That's at this level right here. I am pointing to it. It's $50, which helps us make this event possible and gives you a chance to watch. Maybe you're like, I don't have a question. I don't really, I'm not worried about asking a question. If you throw in even just at $9, you can watch all the debates live, and we are absolutely pumped for that as there are going to be some juicy ones in particular. You saw the one that I advertised earlier on the bottom right of the screen is blank, a blankophile. It is going to be controversial. Seriously, I am a little bit nervous in terms of whether or not YouTube is going to take that down. I think we're going to be okay, but nonetheless, I am cautious. You might be thinking, James, I don't know. Have you ever done this before? Yes, we have. All of the crowdfunds that we have launched and finished, we have finished having met our goal. So in particular, the only two ones that we carried out were one, this one that you're seeing from a year ago. You remember that? Do you guys remember that? That was amazing. 
Mike Jones and Mike Shermer debated in that one, and we were pumped. We met our goal in that one. We were going to meet our goal in this one. But also, do you remember this one? We were also successful in meeting our goal for this one. The debate between Dr. Kenny Rhodes and Matt Dillahunty on whether or not there is good evidence for God that was amazing. And so I've got to tell you, believe me, we have had past success in this. We have competently pulled it off. And you might be wondering, well, what is the budget, James? Like, well, how does a conference cost anything? You might be thinking, I, that just sounds far-fetched to me. Well, here are the actual costs. So in particular, you can see at the far bar, bottom left of your screen, the venue by itself is actually quite costly. So that is a 200-seat ballroom that we have rented out, and we're going to try to sell tickets to make this event, you could say, to support it that way as well. And I've got to tell you, Tuesday is the day that we are actually putting the tickets on sale. You don't want to miss that. This coming Tuesday, it's going to be ginormous, you guys. I am absolutely pumped for that. And so we do want to encourage you, if you're like, oh, maybe, I don't know, want to encourage you, my dear friends, if you live in Texas, and especially in the Dallas area, this in-person conference is going to be epic. We highly encourage you to come on out. And also, though, I've got to tell you this. The cost for the hotel rooms that you see in orange on the graph here, and then the speaker's flights, which you see in gray, these are all costs that we want to take care of the speakers, and we are thrilled to have them at the conference. And so we also want to take care of their speaker per diem for food. We want to cover their food for the day of the debate that you see in yellow. And I've got to tell you, I've got to remember what the blue one is. Let me look at that really quick. But the, the little blue one, Indiegogo fees. That's right. Indiegogo charges, I think it's 5%. And so that little sliver at the top middle of the pie graph, that's Indiegogo fees that we have built in. But I've got to tell you, my dear friends, we are absolutely determined to reach this goal. It is going to be gigantic. And want to encourage you, if you haven't yet, throw into the crowdfund, which is linked at the top of the chat and also in the description box to help us make this epic huge event happen and that's modern day debate debate con being crowdfunded by indiegogo we are absolutely thrilled and you might be wondering james I, like what are the events well remember just because this might be this is a lot it's a lot of information so you might be like james i like this is weird well here's an example of one of the big debates that we're hosting elijah shaver Elijah Schaefer and Destiny have agreed to debate whether or not religion and government should overlap. That is going to be one of our bigger ones. That's going to be on Sunday, the 16th. Believe me, that one is going to rock the debate world on YouTube. We're pumped for it. But also, that's not all. There's more. In fact, we haven't even really released that many in terms of all that are out there, I explained already, this one that you were seeing on screen has been confirmed. Mike Jones against Holy Kool-Aid. It is going to be stinking awesome. My dear friends, this is going to be a gigantic conference. But you might be wondering, well, James, like, I don't know. What else is there? I mean, I like that sounds all right, but uh, tell me more. Well, let me show you some other events. So I have told you already. And you might be thinking, James, I don't know. What other events are there? I've got to know. Tell me. This one is going to be probably the most controversial at the bottom right of your screen right now. You guys, I won't even read the title on air. I don't know if YouTube's going to let us get away with this. I think they will. But theoretically, they could shut down the stream as we're going. I don't know. But I've got to tell you, it is going to be massive. This debate between apologist David Wood 
Acts 17 apologetics, and Kenny Bomer, for the first time, is going to be on Modern Day Debate. They'll be debating in person that question at the bottom right of your screen, which will, we are not trying to trigger people. And believe me, we had a different topic, but then Kenny and Matt spoke to each other, and they were like, you know what, James, we actually want to do this topic. And I was like, okay, we'll try it. So it is going to be something different. And my dear friends, I've got to tell you, we are pumped to have you here, Joseph Turcott and Bill Wool, as well as Amos Huckleberry and Forward Tribe, as well as Just Like Ezra. Thanks for being with us, my dear friends. Let's see here. Math, let me know if I say this right. Mathhouse Hetzenauer, we're glad you are with us. And Amanda, thanks for your support and positivity. He says, we will do it 100%. Thank you, Amanda, for that support. We absolutely will. Be truthful. We are glad you are here. It is going to be amazing. And then, Sideshow Nav, thanks for all of your support. I appreciate your positivity. Says, what's better than DebateCon streamed, being there live and in person? Tickets will be on sale this Tuesday. It's going to be huge. We are going to announce it on the social media tab for Modern Day Debate as we really want to build this up. And so, my dear friends, I've got to tell you, there's more to come. We haven't even shown you all of the debates, but we certainly will be. And that's this Tuesday when we release tickets. It is going to be, you guys, I just got to tell you, I'm pumped. I want to say thank you for all of your support of Modern Day Debate. Thank you for helping us make this event possible. Seriously, we are absolutely thrilled. So with that, I do want to say it has been a true pleasure tonight. We will be back on Tuesday, so only two days away for this juicy debate in particular. Let me pull this up right now because you might be like, what, what, what debate, James? What are you talking about? This one that is on screen between Adira Med and Randolph Richardson. What is best for the future of humanity, Islam or atheism? It's going to be a good one. But want to say, for real, thanks for being with us. Hannah Anderson, I see you there in the old chat. Thanks for all of your support. Riley S., thanks for all of your support and positivity. And Hacks, good to see you there. I see you there in the old chat. As Riley S. says, I support it doing the topic. If people have the arguments to have a genuine debate about it, we are an open platform. Thanks, Riley S., for that. And then Cillian Holland, thanks for your super chat, says, can I ask these two Christians to keep the names of Odin and Thor out of their mouths until they learn what they're talking about, please? Let's see. I, actually, I think Alex told, said that tonight that he's not a Christian. But nonetheless, I do want to encourage you, if you think you know more, hey, you can always email us at moderndaydebate at gmail.com. We are open to have having other speakers come on as we always are looking for new faces. It makes it fun. Anthony Dickinson says, any ideas for having a debate about the serpent seed, namely Cain being the offspring of the serpent in the garden? We haven't yet. It's a juicy topic. I'll admit it. It's something that it's something I, I don't even know where I go to in my network in terms of asking people if they'd want to do it. So it's totally beyond me in terms of whew, topics. I have no idea who debated. I appreciate that. But Ann Hacks says, thank you, James. Take care. Thanks, Ann Hacks. Seriously. Surgeon General, pumped you were here, and I'm so sorry I've been behind responding to you. Thanks for your messages. Seriously, I appreciate your encouraging words, and I appreciate it. Seriously, I will be in touch with you soon. It's just been... Whew. 
I went to a wedding just yesterday. My dear friend and a, actually a subscriber of Modern Day Debate. He's a YouTuber as well, and he's supported Modern Day Debate, and we appreciate him. Matthew Culbertson married his, I have got to tell you, Melinda is a person of strength, but also quietness, as as Matthew's brother described her during his uh, best man speech. And I've got to say, she is a spectacular person, and I'm just so thankful and so excited that Matthew and Melinda had found each other, that they are now married. So congrats, Matthew, if you happen to listen to this. We are absolutely thrilled for you, Matthew, seriously. And I've got to tell you, I've, I was at that wedding. So I, I drove, let's see, I drive down to Denver, I jump in a plane, and then I get to Dallas, and then I drive three more hours to get to the uh, little, little town, uh, Nacogdoches, which I, it's got a special place in my heart. I drove there to make it to the wedding, and I am so thrilled I got to be a part of their special day. And so... I am excited though, my dear friends, it's been busy. And that's why right now I'm a little bit, we're a little bit behind in terms of everything, especially me. Like right now I, I got to enter grades tomorrow. It's been a lot. It's been wild folks, but I do want to say Bex, I see you there in the old live chat. Thanks for making it. We're glad you are with us. And my dear friends, we are pumped for this debate coming up this Tuesday. And that is the day we release the ticket sales as well as the rest of the debates for the conference. Because you might be wondering, like, how many debates are there going to be? There are going to be a lot of debates, and we want to let you know about all of them by then. So thank you, guys. We love you guys. We, seriously, I'm, I just appreciate you. Thanks for making this channel awesome. You guys, you are not subscribers. You are not fans. You are friends. Seriously, we do appreciate you so much. I love you guys. And good to see you there. Pray for me. Pumped you made it. As well as be truthful. Thanks for being with us. But yeah, seriously. Oh, the old Twitch chat. Forgive me. Brooke Sparrow, pumped to see you there. Thanks so much for all of your support, Brooke Sparrow. I appreciate you holding down the fort in the old Twitch chat. And you guys, we are pumped about the future. We are encouraged. And so it is going to be a juicy. But I've got to tell you, in case you haven't heard, because you might be like, James, I heard about what? Monterey Debate does have a podcast. I've got to tell you about this. I want to encourage you. Check out this podcast if you haven't already. My dear friends, let me pull this up. Modern Day Debate is on podcast and all of our debates end up on the Modern Day Debate podcast within 24 hours of the debate happening. So you might see, like, look at that bad boy. In the middle there, you see that logo? That's Modern Day Debate. So you can click it and you can be like, huh, I want to listen. And I don't want to use my Wi-Fi, but I want to listen to the debate while I'm driving or whatever. You can download the debates on your phone and then listen to them whenever it's handy and you don't have to use your Wi-Fi. So that's something that I feel like a lot of people, I'm so encouraged. A lot of people have said, hey, that's actually been really useful. And I'm like, hey, that makes me happy just to hear that. So let's see here in the old live chat. I want to say Sideshow Nav and Amanda, thanks so much for helping us make this conference possible. It is going to be ginormous. And I appreciate you, Amanda and Bob, for all of your help. Anthony Dickinson says, Zen Garcia will more than will more than like debate the serpent seed. There are plenty of people that will try to refute it. LOL. Thanks for letting me know about that, Anthony. And let's see, Zen Garcia. I'll, I'll try to remember that name. And then Saito Nav. So staying busy keeps you out of trouble, or at least that is the theory. Hey, I'm 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 so excited to get to sleep tomorrow. I I woke up so early this morning because I was I was I woke up and I was like I don't want to miss my flight because I knew I've got a ton to do today, and so we are pumped though. Seriously, you guys, thank you for all of your support. 
You guys have made this channel awesome, all of you. I, I do love you guys. I do appreciate you guys. And I am excited to see you on Tuesday when we let you know about the remainder of the debates coming up for Modern Day Debate Debate Con. First time ever. It's going to be epic. Thanks, everybody. I love you guys. Thanks for all your support. You guys make this channel awesome. Amazing. Beta. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.